there and a very warm welcome to the fifth and final day of Royal Ascot. The lads have been in top tip and form. I'm Barry Orr. You, Cahill, unfortunately can't make it today. He's winging his way down to South Africa for a rugby tournament and times just didn't suit, but he served us well for the first four days. As always, delighted to say, joined by TC. Tony Cavan, how's your week going so far, TC? Uh, day of the race tips, lot to be desired, but the anti-post is just about keeping me afloat. Happy days. Kevin Blake, who... Obviously, Kevin, it's one for weighed in on Monday and watch out for it. But the the riding incident in the first race yesterday got a lot of people hot and bothered under the collar in Ascot. So it wasn't just the sun causing that distress to people yesterday. But like I said, we'll we'll deal with that on Monday. Yeah. 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 Sure. Look, it was just an example of all that's kind of wrong with the, the interference rules, isn't it? On the most high profile of stages. But I'm utterly jaded by this issue with the men at bar. But we'll, we'll, we'll bang it out on on. On, on Monday, for sure. Yeah, roger that, roger that. And the third and final member of the team, using his sunglasses as a hairband, Mr. Dan Barber. Uh, very good morning, Barry. Very good morning, lads. I'm fine as well, apart from the tweaked hamstring at the dad's race at the sports day yesterday. <laughs> oh, age. Oh. Race egg and spoon. <laughs> no, it's, that's me in the naps table. Oh, it's wooden spoon, sorry. Well, listen, lads, we're going to kick straight off into it. The 2.30 tomorrow, the first race of seven is the seven furlongs at uh, Chesham for two-year-olds. And Alfred Munning's been favoured for this ever since his, uh, his win first time up in Leopardstown. Kevin, he's four to five at the moment on the Betfair Sportsbook. Eight to one, Al Zahir. Crypto Force, also an eight to one chance. Nine to one, Facil Road in there as well. Legends of Xanadu, a recent winner, is a 12 to one chance. Uh, what do you make of this, Kev? Is Alfred Munnings all the way? Um, I should look, he's a smashing horse, isn't he, Bear? He, he's very short, but he is a smashing horse. You know, pedigree speaks for itself. And the style was all there on his debut. You know, the expectations were there. Uh, and he very much delivered. He's got a lovely way of going. You know, he's going to bounce off fast ground. Um, and should, look, he's going to be very tough to beat. But at that type of price, do you want to get stuck in? Um, if it's your cup of tea, I'm not necessarily going to put you off. But if you wanted one at a bigger price, um, Legend of Xanadu um, won the woodcut at Epsom last time. Bit of a funny race. They went over hard in front um, and he had picked up some of the pieces. A lot of the intention was on the second who came from even further back. But Legend of Xanadu, um, I, I thought, was quite impressive on the day. And his pedigree is all over, suggesting that despite him starting at five, that he'd be probably a little bit better at seven. He's by 60s icon. And um, I could see him certainly hitting the frame. Uh, could he shake up the fav? It'd be a bit of a shock if he did. But... Um, I think he might reward some each way support, place only support. Without the fav support, we've all these options, lads. And I, I hope I'm hoping he's going to run well. Yeah, legend of Xanadu currently a twelve to one chance for William Buick. Dan, how are you reading this race? Yeah, I think that obviously the the two year races are rock solid. I think they've got more difficult as the, the week's gone on. But there is one pedigree I quite like, and that might sway me. It's Crypto Forces. Um, also went from thirty two to sixty five to one hundred and sixty. When going through the sales, they've been a breeze, wouldn't he? an ammo racing horse, but he's by time and, test. And you know, you know what happened on Monday, Dan? Go on. He went, he went through the sales ring again and made 900,000. You are <laughs> kidding. Jesus, I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah, right. he tapped. They tapped the um the well, he didn't tap it actually. The the derby second did, but yeah, nine hundred thousand. Uh, who took off London sale? Who took? To be fair, the blogger was. Uh, <laughs> who's who the underbidder yeah ammo ammo and omnihorse bought him he, he'd originally raced in, in michael's own colors so right, uh, yeah. that 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 my son is a white touch as they say a white touch. <laughs> jeez 900 grand 32 as a fall um 
Yeah, I just quite like the fact he's out of a Galileo mare. He's going up to seven for the first time. He's by time tested. We know he should be more of an influence for stamina than speed. Purely a pedigree hunch. I'd, I'd be lying if I said he had a strong view. Right, okay. TC, how are you seeing us? Yeah, I mean, on that crypto force, when the sports book opened up the betting on Thursday morning, they were actually 20s crypto force, uh, clear by mile. And I just thought, right, that's going to last about two minutes. He actually stayed there for two or three hours. Uh, he's now into eights, but yeah, I mean that. If you've got the, if anyone's got the opening twenties, they've got a very good bet. Um, a lot of opposition to Alfred Munnings on the exchange, um, hitting even money. Maybe you know people are a bit underwhelmed by the Aiden O'Brien horses. You know, juvenile so far. We're recording this at just after eight o'clock on, on Friday morning, so obviously that could all change. But yeah, there's obviously the profiles against him. Um, there's plenty you can see. Alza here is quite interesting for Gosden. Um, good second at Yarmouth, and there's a bit of a word going around for for Fox's tails or the fox. Sorry, the foxes. Um, a good fourth for Andrew Boarding. Uh, I'm up, and all the Boarding's two-year-olds come on massively, especially when he targets one going to Ascot on a, on a second run. So they apparently that's around about the twenty to one on the exchange and about sixteens of the sportsbook. So yeah, the foxes is quite interesting uh, for the Boardings, but no bet as such for me. Yeah, it's a different race this one now since they changed the rules. It used to be based on the the, the racing performance of the sire that had yeah. one of over 10 furlongs or further. Now the dam counts as well. Back in the day, literally half of these wouldn't have been qualified. Um, you know, so you've got sons of Kodiak in here, you know, <laughs> and Cheshire, it still makes me squint a little bit. But um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, Alfred Munnings, like TC says, is, is bordering even money on the exchange. But I, I suppose Little Big Bear was well found in the market uh, for an Aidan O'Brien two-year-old. And you'd have to sit up and take notice if they backed Alfred Munnings with the same sort of confidence as they did Little Big Bear. So on to the second race of 305 to Jersey. It's four places on the Betfair Sportsbook. Um, to each way punters, it's seven to two noble truth. <clears throat> excuse me, at the moment, seven to two noble truth. You've six to one Alphilia uh, in there as well, seven to one Mundaha. Uh, outside of that, uh, it's around six to one bar. Sambaru is six to one and ten to one bar. Then, what are you liking this, TC? Jesus, this, this card is probably the most difficult I've seen. <laughs> many a year. Are we allowed to just say it's really hard to tip them back winners at Ascot? It just is yeah, definitely, it? yeah. That's the first three days of shown, Dan. Yeah, I, I <laughs> um well Saturday's card is honestly, I mean, that's why they that's why the sportsbook are wheeling out extra places right, left, and centre. You know, even six on the platinum jubilee, that gives you some idea, but come on to that in a minute. Um, I was gonna leave the jersey alone, but a horse I've been tracking for a while. I don't use a tracker, sorry. A horse I've been an eye out for a while is Takaree Bay. Now, we should mention uh, there's thunderstorms due. Will they get nothing? Will they get two mil? Will they get 20 mil? Who knows? Uh, but I'm going to work on the basis of, uh, of the good to firm standing, okay. rightly or wrongly. Um, if, it, if it does rain, Takaree Bay will, will love any ease in the ground. Both of his starts uh, last season came on soft ground. And I was quite taken with him first time up in the free handicap. The form is nothing to write about in terms of a jersey. But I thought Ryan, I thought he was, um, you know, I wouldn't say tenderly handled, but he didn't go all guns blazing that day. And go back and have a look at his, the Guineas. I mean, the Guineas was quite a messy race. We've, you know, we've, we've had LaHale come out, etc., cetera, who, who ran down the field. And I think Takaru Bay travelled really well uh, for a long way there, was in behind the leaders, didn't get a lot of daylight, 
had to switch for his run. And when he switched, there was just nothing there in the final furlong or so. I think the step back to seven furlongs will suit. This is only his fifth start. He needs to come forward massively from that uh, against the form horses. But 20 to 1, full placing to the sports book, or I'm inclined to you know, look for 25 to 1 plus or bigger on the exchange. So I'm going to take a little bit of a swing on Tacker with Bay here. Needs to improve, but I think he's got the potential to. Um, one filly I was given a bit of a chance to was Stars Girls Alma for uh, Henry de Bromhead. I just thought the drop back to seven furlongs could suit her after what wasn't a bad run for seven furlongs in the Irish 1000 guineas. Is she any chance? Yeah, she ran a belter, Barry. She was a little bit unlucky not to hit the frame. Um, she went to the Goffs London sale as well, actually, and failed to find a new owner. Um, not sold for 600 grand. Um, but yeah, the, the drop back and trip is interesting. The coronation would have been, um, you know, the obvious alternative option, but they've looked for the softer option here, I suppose, in many ways. And look, I, she has her chance. You know, how the, the form of that 1000 guineas, Irish 1000, has been working out quite well, obviously. And um, yeah, look, I thought she had a good chance. It's not, not unheard of for a filly to win this. Um, off the top of me noggin, I remember Ishvana winning this trade in O'Brien Philly uh, maybe about 10 years ago. Um, so it's not unheard of, um, albeit rare. There wouldn't have been a whole lot of runners. Um, you know, I don't have a big view. Um, Munada is, is a horse that I think has been progressing really well. Beat audience last time who reopposes here. Um, would be a, quite a straightforward ride, I'd imagine. And I just think it would be kind of cool, to be honest, for Giants Causeway to have a Royal Ascot winner with his, with his last crop. Um, he, he died a few years ago and, and, and this cold would be from his last crop. We, we haven't seen many runners of his in the UK and Ireland in recent years. And I, he was one of my faves, so it'd be kind of cool. He won a Royal Ascot himself and it would be kind of cool for him to have a, have a winner from his last crop here. OK, seven to one, Munadab for Kevin. Uh, Dan, what about you? Yeah, I like the Irish filly too. I like the strength of that thousand guineas form. It's produced an Oaks winner and an Oaks frame finisher in concert hall. And I like how she went through the race. She was swamped by almost songs. I don't think she went through that race like a slow one. I don't think coming back to seven will be a problem. Okay, so Dan's with the Henry de Bromhead filly. On to the third race to Hardwick at 3.40. And Hurricane Lane is a very warm order indeed. Four to six at the moment on the sports book. Outside of that, you've got Broom at 11 to two. Watch out for Ryan Moore has to say about him on his blog on Betfair. Solid Stone is an eight to one chance along with third realm. And it's 10 to one bar. Dan, this is an interesting one. Um, Obviously, Hurricane Lane, he's going to be a very warm order indeed. He's four to six at the moment. Could potentially go off shorter than that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we know he's the best horse in the race. He's got absolutely top-notch middle distance form, shaped really well in the arc. We talk about a horse who was obliterating Group 1 company last season. You've just got this slight concern as to why it's a belated reappearance. But I just don't like races like this. You know if he shows his form, he'll win. We've seen a couple of examples of that this week. In Spiral will probably be an example on the Friday as well, which is just the day we're recording. But that would be my... That is the obvious niggle. But in terms of ability, he's absolutely head and shoulders above these. TC, you with her against the Fav? Uh, I've been laying anti-post. I was hoping he wouldn't turn up. um, But now he has. I'm going to oppose him again. I thought he was, he was, he actually hit twos, uh, he actually hit two on the exchange evens yesterday uh, on Thursday, but he's he shortened up into four to five now. I mean, I'm against him all day long. Um, we haven't seen him since the arc. I cannot believe he hasn't had a setback for not even turning up in Dubai or, you know, before this. He's going to be, if, if, the, if they miss all the rain, this is going to be the quickest ground by mile he's ever raced on. And that's got to be a factor here. Uh, and I just think I love races like this because I think you've got 
I think he just takes out so much of the market and he's got so much to prove on his first start for so long. Yeah, I mean, um, and I put up Broom as, uh, you know, on the Royal Ascot preview show. They're eight to one. I've got him in an each way double twilight course as well. So hopefully he hits the frame. Um, yeah, I'm going in again on Broom at 11 to two each way. The caveat here is we've got the dead eight. And if we get changing ground, we could have a runner. So I might wait and, and back Broom each way on the exchange market where the original place original places stand. So I think that might be the way into this. So maybe wait to the Saturday when when, the, when that when that market really beefs up. But yeah, Broome is obviously he's got fast ground form, uh, just touched off in the Breeders' Cup turf. Got soft ground form if it if it does rain. And I think they ideally would want a bit of cut for it. Um, you know, he's only seven pounds off the likes of Hurricane Lane at his best. And I don't think we're going to see Hurricane Lane at his best even if he wins. So I think he's got a good chance there. He was second in the race on Probably softer ground than ideal last season. Um, a great comeback run over a mile or two where he was thought to massively need it because he got injured in the stables after the Japan Cup. Um, he's been geared to this race. Uh, yeah, I mean, if all eight go and you can get 11 to 2, um, whether it be a fixed dodger on the exchange, I, mean, uh, I think he's I think he's a real bet. I'm worried about the supplemented solid stone. I think that horse is, you know, coming forward. And I think this first start of mile four could well suit it. But yeah, I'm all over broom each way here. And I've been, like I said, I'm, I'm against the favourite. Okay, Kev, how are you reading it? Yeah, I'd be with TC, to be honest. Um, look, Hurricane Lane, best form of the race, definitely. Um, he'd really, really want this rain, I'd say. Um, just to remove any doubt, because he's what, what I'd call a chin banger. Um, like, he really lifts his knee. He hits the ground hard. And um, look, the horses that do that can sometimes be just fine on fast ground. But um, as TC mentions, like I'm looking through his time form here, you know, he's never run on faster than good ground um, on time forms measures, which I put more stock in than the officials. Um, so that would definitely be a concern. And Broom, there's no such worries. He ran a belter in the race last year when things didn't necessarily go right for him. Um, he's got no issues on firm ground. There's loads of reasons to believe that he'll be significantly better than he was on a seasonal return. And sure, look, if the if the eight runners hold up, uh, we know it doesn't always happen, but if the eight runners hold up, um, he'll be an absolute smasher of an each way bet at the price he is. Have you placed like him, Tony? Uh, no, I've, 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 I've been laying him in the anti-post market. So if they deem the ground too firm to run, I'll take my money there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think, I think that's a real consideration because, like, like I said, do you really think this horse has had a smooth prep throughout the spring? I don't buy it. I mean, I haven't heard anything to the contrary. And even when Appleby's been speaking, he's not been puffing his chest out about a classic winner going into mm. this race. So... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would consider that, yes, for sure. I mean, so, the ground's a big, big underplayed factor. Broom is, the, broom is the each way play for both you and Kevin. Dan's with the chin banger, Hurricane Lane. That's a new one on me, Kev. Well done, chin banger. On to the... <laughs> Julius <laughs> Francis again. <laughs> <laughs> on to the 420. It's the Platinum Jubilee. And the Australian Rocket Home Affairs heads to market at 2-1. to one. Chris Waller looking to top and tail the card with winners for Australia. Campanelle is a 6-1 to one chance. 7-1 to one creative force. A KCU for Aldo McGuinness is an 11-1 to one chance. Sacred stepping back in trip, 11-1. to one. Atorius is uh, 12 from 16. Money for that. Highfield Princess, money for her as well. 14 from 20. It's six places to each way punters on the Betfair Sportsbook. TC, surely you've dug something up here because Home Affairs takes out such a chunk of the market. Yeah, I, I can't believe alcohol-free 
22 to 1, six places. I know 27 runners, but um, at her best, at these weights, she is the best horse. Um, she was rated 119 after winning, uh, beating Poetic Flair in the Sussex States. She's obviously won at this meeting last year in the Coronation States. Um, the, obviously, the, the big question mark is, can she show that kind of form uh, back to six furlongs? But obviously, she was a very quick two-year-old. Actually went from the front when winning the Cheveley Park. And I wonder whether they'll do that again. Uh, they mucked around with a hood first time out of Sandown when she was a monumental drifter. and actually shaped all right, uh, given, that, given that market weakness. And go back and have a look at the run in the lockage last time. She pulled all the way for the first half of the race. And she was still coming back for more at the end. And I don't think she was advantaged by, by track position either. Um, so I think that newbie run, you could really mark it up. And the fact that she was coming back at the line there uh, suggests that she still got the desire. There's no headgear. I'm just worried. That, I'm just, I'm just, I reckon they could go down the Cheatley Park route and just roll her from the front. Um, and uh, if she does, she's got the talent to win this race uh, for sure. I mean, there's a lot of negatives. I mean, she can be, you know, she can be, you know, she could be a bit more tractable. She could be getting a bit wiser as she gets older, headgear, pulling, etc. But on pure talent at these weights against this opposition, she's, she's not a 22 to one shot. No, I mean, old form, she should be half that. And, and with the sports, we're playing six places. That's a, that's a really good safety net to have. So 22 to one each way, six places, alcohol free. It looks okay. a standout to me. Okay, alcohol free for TC. Kev, did we not give enough respect to these Australian sprinters? <laughs> it's home affairs, two to one. Is it rightly priced or will it drift? Sure, look, we saw what happened on Tuesday and home affairs has formed tying in with Nature's Trip. He, he beat him only a few months ago. Um, but now just uh, I look beyond the bare form there. If you watch the replay of that, Nature's Trip got wiped out at the start and I thought it was quite unlucky on the day. Um, home affairs look totally different profile is less than half the age of nature strip um, could be potentially coming forward still um, but you know I, I prefer Artorius out of the Aussies um, bar they've actually met three times and Artorius has finished second in front of him twice so big if he was he was better off at the weights and one of those occasions that, that he will be here but it, when you watch Artorius's videos he's an interesting horse like I'd say he, he kind of he might be better suited to this type of race than he is in the Aussie races because he's just a little bit slow to get rolling. Like he he's, he loses ground early and then he tends to fly home. He stays further. You know he's placed in a in a Caulfield Guineas behind Animal, who uh, who finished second in a Cox Plate to to the great state of rest as we know. Um, and like look, he stays further than this in Oz, but I think stiff six here, um, a straight track will give him a little bit more will suit him a little bit better his early um his early lack of um lack of pace won't be punished as heavily on a straight track as it will be around the round track and um in a roundabout rambly sort of way i think he's a big price of 12 to 1 bar yeah jamie spencer in the plate there 16 it was earlier on into 12 to 1 from 16 six places again on the sports book dan how are you reading it i wouldn't put anybody off putting the Aussies in a forecast, put the um, reverse forecast, but my, because it did look like there was a gulf, didn't, an unbelievable gulf earlier in the week. But I think with the six places angle, also, I mean, there are a couple of us I really like, great ambassador, but we haven't seen him, creative force, but he's been missing since Dubai and his cop star one. But I do quite like Kingsley to sneak into the frame. I thought he shaped perfectly well earlier in the week, just wasn't quite quick enough 
at five. Six will help him. He wasn't on the right part of the track either in the race dominated by the Aussie Monster. And he showed last year that he can back up quickly because he ran really well in a Wokingham, having been unlucky earlier in the week. Um, so, yeah, Kings Lane maybe sneak fifth or sixth, but that'll do. Okay, uh, on to the aforementioned Wokingham at five o'clock. It's uh, seven places on the Betfair Sportsbook, over six furlongs to Wokingham. It's 13 to two to field at the moment. Quarantine Dreams is 13 to two for Ken Condon. Seven to one fresh. Blackrod is eight from 12. He's a bit of a springer in the market. Silver Samurai, 11 to one. It's 14 to one first folio. And it's uh, 14 to 1 tab deed, 16 to 1 bar. Damn, TC, seven places on the sports book here. Have you picked something out? Yeah, I'll keep it clean and not do my joke. But yeah, I can see where the money's coming from, from with Black Rod, uh, for certain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's like I said, if you go back, he's, he's very lightly race uh, profile. He's only having his 10th start here. I've, he was dominant at Newmarket uh, first time up. Uh, only raised five pounds for that. Um, ground versus Hull, a real coming force in the, in the division. Yeah, uh, Blackwell for me, even at eights, I think eights is fair with with those extra places. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go mad on this race and I haven't had a bet yet, but if I am going to have one, it will be Black Rod. Black Rod from Michael Dobbs. Kevin, how are you reading this? Seven places on the sports book? Um, I'm going to give Rohan a chance to double up. Um, won the race last year as a three-year-old. Um, if I was a super performance, look now he could, this has the potential to be over very quick for him because he can absolutely blow the start. Um, but God, it's very hard to forget his run in the flying five at the Curra last year when he like really blew the start. Like as in, you may as well pull up, but your, your chance is gone. He ended up running on like an absolute express train and finishing fifth, beating two lengths. Um, look, I suspect that since they sent him on his travels there to um, Saudi and it didn't quite work out there. And I suspect since then they've, they've probably had an eye on the walking him again. Um, they gave him a run at York there in a the group two. And look, he never got involved. wasn't really, you know, he, he on paper, he didn't show much, but I'd say it was a case of job done. Got dropped a couple of pounds and, um, you know, he won off 112 last year. He's down to 109 here. And um, look, he's got plenty of weight to carry, but he's earned it. And just as long as he doesn't, um, you know, blow too many lengths at the start, he's got Ryan on board. And um, I'd be hopeful he'll finish off very strong and hopefully be stuck in the finish. Just very quickly on that, um, spoke to Ryan uh, yesterday, uh, last evening. Uh, I mentioned about Rohan and he, he actually obviously was a bit underwhelming at York. He just said that was a completely odd race at York. He said he put a line for it. He said he just rode like, it just rode, you know, pretty mysterious kind of race. So he'd be inclined to forgive that. And obviously he's he's been dropped for it and, you know, he's got a run under his belt. So, yeah, he was he was pretty positive about Rohan considering the depth of the opposition. Dan, Dan, plenty of old pals of the show in this race. Obviously, Bielsa we have in there. Yeah. Uh, a horse that you've put up a couple of times. Jumbies in there as well. well what were you reading this? Half open alligator. Charlie sneaks in, but it's probably not going to happen. Um, I think he's ready to win. But I'm with Kev. Um, oh yes, there is a bit. There is a bit of faith and trust having to be shown in connections who we know are shrewd. They landed that unbelievable pump with the debutant at Thirst last season. Yeah. They nailed Rohan. What a purchase he was from George Scott. One of my best pals was the underbidder, as I've said before. That'll that'll probably stay with him. But um, it's just some reading between the lines. But I don't believe for a second that the Wokingham hasn't been the plan. 
and he've had three runs in non-handicaps and they managed to get him lower in the weights. And I just thought he beat better horses last year. He beat Fresh, he beat Kings Lynn, who I've just put up as a possible for the, the Platinum Jubilee. So, yeah, it's definitely win-only vehicle because maybe he's gone. But if he isn't, then he's he's well overpriced. OK, on to the 535, the Golden Gate Stakes. Um, it's five places on the sports book here. Seven to two to field. Missed the cut is seven to two. Six to one, falling shadows. Um, Adios Huxley is a seven to one chance. Uh, also in their groundbreaker, we've seen some money for Sun King. Ryan Moore for Aiden O'Brien was 14 to one into 12 to one. TC, did Ryan give that a favourable mention in his piece? Yeah, he did. Obviously disappointed last time. Um, I, I can see why there's money for it. I mean, the caveat here, if, you, if you're backing him in, the so far the the three year old handicappers from Aidan O'Brien this week have been pretty underwhelming. I know a couple have had dodgy runs, but yeah, they, this Sun King was really heavily punted at, at, at uh, last time. I always I always shy away from saying Navan or Navan because I, I always forget. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he was he was fives into 11 to four there um, and he was going well there, but he just fell apart about two furlongs out. And it's quite interesting. They put a first time tongue tie on. Um, and the only plus side of that bad run was they dropped it three pounds and a mark of 89 on his maiden form. You know, he was second to Wexford native. Um, he's really well handicapped. And if if the fact that the tongue tie is a halfway relevant, yeah, I, I can see. I can see why there's a bit, a, a few nibbles for him, but I haven't had a bet at the moment. I mean, these three-year-old handicaps. I mean, like it's it's written on the tin, isn't it? You're going to have to have ten pounds in hand, and you take your pick. But yeah, I think Sun King on its, you know, drop three pounds from last time, and on those earlier maiden form. Yeah, I, I can see. I can see the case for Sun King. Yeah, runs into familiar colours of the late Sir Robert Ogden. Dan, how are you reading this one? I do like Mister Cup. Golf's been in the news quite a lot lately, hasn't it? Um, mm-hmm. But I, I went in with such confidence with post-impressionists in the King George in the in the week. You just realise that not much has to go wrong for you to be completely derailed. But I like what Mr. Cut's done. Bowie's already had a winner this week. He had a winner the other day, only yesterday, wasn't he? And I think he's been letting fairly lightly off 95 when you look at the strength of his form. He was an 11th-length winner two starts back. That alone, you'd think you'd be getting a rating a bit higher. But then under a penalty, he's gone and beat a Naval College second since. And the third and fourth have both been successful next time. I thought he was the, the obvious starting point. Yeah, five places to each way punters in this race. Kev, how are you looking at it? Yeah, the horse I fancy doesn't run bar, but I can pass on. I, I did a I did um a Royal Ascot preview at Weatherby's there, kind of a, a, a one that was one that wasn't broadcast, and George Bowie was on it, and Willem Haggis was on it. And uh, Willem Haggis had clearly been had clearly heard some rumors about a piece of work that Mr. Cut had did, had done that had everyone absolutely buzzing, and he started probing Bowie on it. <laughs> it was clear it was clear that uh, this horse has, has worked like an absolute rocket ship in in the build up to this race. He was very impressive, I thought, last time. He was actually really strong on the clock as well, and. Um, um, yeah, so there's another story there that I won't tell, but in a nutshell, in a nutshell, Bowie is very, very, very positive once it got teased out of him uh, about this horse. And Bowie broke his duck yesterday um, at the meeting. Uh, he's a fabulous young trainer, I think, in fairness to him. And uh, yeah, I think this fella is, is very much a stakes horse in the making. Um, cliche alert, but um, yeah, yeah, that, that's what I have to pass on. It's, um, it's quite interesting because. Um... I, I do a draft before I speak to Ryan, obviously go for the thing at the five day stage. And Ryan was jocked up on Mr. Cut. So 
I'm not sure he was if he was happy whether when Sun King was uh, was declared <laughs> and he had to be there. So yeah, I, I yeah I, I I gather that Mr. Cut is uh, rather well fancied as well. Yeah, he went from four hundred grand as a foal to forty grand as a three year old. Yeah, I mean, that, Dan, that... you're on top of the prices today, aren't you? Well, you yeah. know me, King of Bloodstock. Yes, that's, that's, <laughs> so obviously Shadwell bought him for four hundred grand as a as a, as a foal, and they dispersed him without having run. So that's a it's it's you know uh, I, I'm not sure what trainer he was with originally, but um, that's um, yeah that was a fair buy for forty grand. That's a yeah, all, uh, you need to be brave or well informed to be buying unraced horses, unraced three year olds, and then for it to work out as well as this. So oh, fair play to one involved there. Matter. <laughs> right, we'll drive on, lads, to the thirty fifth and final race of the five day <laughs> extravaganza. It's been uh, you've all got the trip well. It has to be said. Six 10 the queen alexander stakes now this is a bit of a mess of a race tc because true chance being declared in here but everyone knows it's it's uh, he has to have rain to run to take up the engagement so he's six to five at the moment he doesn't run there's going to be a big rule for five to two wordsworth for ryan moore and aiden o'brien five to one falcon eight from eleven to two four places on the sports book here it's 10 bar the top three at the head of the market, but how are you reading this with True Shannon there? What's the forecast? Do you think that he will run? Um, look, he's gonna he's gonna need good ground, isn't he? I mean, they're gonna I think they're gonna have to get a fair bit, but if he does run, um, it will mean it's at least good, maybe on the easier side. And if so, he's a four to six chance all day long, isn't he? So there is an argument to saying six to five. You're on a good bet if he runs, but you know it's it's a messy race. I mean, like the lighter hit is, he's not going to run. There's going to be a massive rule four, uh, and it's just going to be very very messy from from that point of view. I mean, Falcon Eight was really disappointing when a seven to four chance in this race last year, but you know you can make a good case for him. Good, you know, good fifth in the Chester Cup after a mark of hundred nine, but it's it's very much a wait and see, isn't it? I mean. If they don't, if they don't get the rain throughout the afternoon, then Trujan's going to be pulled out, and yeah, Wordsworth's going to be eleven to eight, not eleven to four. Yeah, we've, there's a sweet spot, isn't there, for this race, which is earlier in the week when you'd preempting Trujan not being there, and you could bet anti-post rules, but that's gone. We now, we now rule four yeah, territory. It, it messes it up as a betting proposition. This race, doesn't it, Kevin? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Look, I, I'd fancy Wordsworth to be honest. Um, I'm going to assume Trushan's not going to line up. He'd be very tough to beat if the rain did come clearly uh, because he does stay Wordsworth Salmon is unproven. But I think they, they've had in mind for a little while that he would be one that would stay. Um, they could have easily run him in the Gold Cup. They, they depended on Kiprios and he, he got the job done. So they could get the extreme distance double up here with Wordsworth. And um, I'd favour him. But as the lads say, uh, caution advised given the, the situation with Trushan. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, all that's left is to get the naps for Saturday, the fifth and final day. We'll stay with you, Kev. What's your nap? What is my nap? Oh, that's a I bad sign. I think I'm going to go for Artorius. Uh, at, the, at the price so I've been doing an epic job of kind of picking poorly with my with my naps and best bets and everything else that I like winning, but we'll, we'll go with Artorius. Artorius in the Platinum Jubilee for Australia. Dan? Where are you going for your nap on I'm Saturday? A, I'm having a dig. I think it's hard, a really hard day's race. I'm going to go for Rohan to bounce back in the Wokingham. Rohan in the Wokingham. Excellent. Seven places on the sports book there if you're interested. And TC, your fifth and final day's nap. I'm going to go because I'm worried about the dead eight. 
I'm going to be doing a windy barber here. I'm going to go. Ooh. I'm going to because obviously the place terms stand as well. I'm going to go win and place broom. Room, win and place on the exchange. That is TC. Yeah. Yep, yes. the exchange. Okay, lads. I know we haven't prepped you for this, but highlight of the week, TC. What's your highlight of the week been? Uh, finishing this podcast so I can go on the slash. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough, Dan. What's your highlight of the week? Um, getting out alive. I think after five days of podcasting. <laughs> oh, lads. It's not no, the Aussie was pretty amazing. The Aussie was pretty amazing. Wasn't it good? Yeah, he start, we started a week on a right bang with him, for sure. What about you, Kev? What do you reckon, Bar? <laughs> 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 That's the highlight of my life. That remind me a week. <laughs> Fight, fighting with jockeys after your analysis of that opening race on Thursday. Uh, and hilariously, I thought I was actually really tame, Tony. If I, if I kind of... <laughs> I, I was only in first gear going through what Hannigan did there. Christ, these, some of these lads aren't easy upset, are they? <laughs> uh, we'll, 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 we'll dig deeper into that and wade in on Monday. So watch out for that, folks. Uh, bet responsibly. Have a great weekend. It's been a fantastic week. Thanks to you guys. You've been warriors and you've got the trip well. Uh, any Gold Cup winner will be proud of you. So looking forward it's to... A, it's only Friday morning here in real time, Barry. I might not make it through today with the, with the, with the temperatures. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're ashamed of <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got a cider chilling in the fridge. Come on. <laughs> An 8.30 cider. Kitchen. <laughs> okay, you'll be back on Wade In on Monday. In the meantime, gamble responsibly and have a great weekend, everyone. <laughs>